Hola, this is Juan Pablo Montoya. I'm sorry I can't get to the phone right now because I have just won the Daytona 24-hour race. So please leave a message. Unless this is Ron Dennis. In which case, na 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 na. I'm Gareth Jones and this is Gareth Jones on Speed with me in my living room are Zog. Say hi, Zog. Hello, Zog. And Richard. Hello. While we're here, let's talk about cars and motorsport. Jacques Villeneuve driving at Le Mans this year. Now, I know some of us here are going to be happy about that. Others might not be so happy. Zog? Well, I, th- you know, I, I just love Le Mans and I think it's very exciting that, uh, that Jacques is going to be um, driving one of the cars that could be a real contender this year. If it's going to win, though, that Peugeot 908... Uh, was it a V12 turbo diesel, twin turbo diesel, I think? I think so, yeah. Uh, it's got to be better than the Audi yeah. R10, so which it's got to be a good car. Yeah, which is that's going to be a tall order. So uh, I don't think Jack's going to do it, I'll say right now. If no, he I'm, does, brilliant, but I don't I'm, think he will. I'm looking forward to seeing him race, but my money will be on Audi, I think. Richard, yes. how do you feel about Jack racing oh, at Le Mans? Oh, for God's sake, I mean, really, just go away and play your guitar, man. He's not going to do a good job either, is he? He's relentlessly mediocre. He's not got the best car, because I think you're right. I think the Audis will still be better. And so, uh, once again, unless Jack's got by miles the best car, he's going to do nothing. And I hope someone has the presence of mind to drop hot bovril on him from the Dunlop Bridge. I I think it's going to be Richard doing that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be taking the flat. Do you know what I think about Jack at Le Mans, right? I think he'll be really quick in that car, but he'll only be able to do 40 five minute stints and then you'll have to go and have a lie down for sure you'd think après F1 that I had had enough but je suis as a point to prove votre name is Villeneuve she used to drive a Honda in a team called B.A.R. among results were total men but so was the car so I drive a Peugeot now and that's not so great I just spent 40 minutes on the Molson Strait. Oui, c'est ça. Voici l'Allemagne, le monde. Ah, ah. Voici l'Allemagne, le monde. Voici Gareth Jones sur la vitesse. Other stuff going on in the world of uh, motoring and cars and sport. A, a small motor show in America recently, Detroit. A lot of focus on America at the moment, isn't there? At last, uh, you know, George W. Bush is uh, having a bit of a rethink on uh, his uh, climate change denial. And, um, you know, and in that climate, we're seeing a complete, you know, U-turn from uh, General Motors uh, from their uh, position... If a few years ago when they cancelled the uh, the EV1 car and now they're you know their their big unveiling at the Detroit Motor Show um is uh, you know is a is a hybrid car well it's not really a hybrid though is it because it's uh, oh, it can be a is hybrid a... this is the thing that it is in one format it's a hybrid it, okay the Chevrolet Volt is what we're talking about this curious car that's a concept for a platform a range of cars some of which will be genuine hybrids as we know them others will be electric cars other will be will involve fuel cells and yes they're yeah. using this what they call the E Flex uh, platform I think it is which involves yes. Uh, pretty much any combination of, of, of all those ingredients. It's a very flexible 
uh, approach, which pretty much means they can sort of use whatever well, technology they can develop the best. they claim, and I don't want to be too cynical about this, because I think occasionally GM can be very, very smart, and the EV1 was an interesting idea. But Hey, let's face it, Flex 7 is a wonderful seating arrangement. Well, yeah, it's not going to save the planet, <laughs> though, is it? Unless, I suppose, you get more people into one car. But it's the, I just think they looked up uh, in a dictionary of all these words that sounded quite cool and buzzy and, and current about the car industry, and it's, oh, it's hybrid... Uh, bio, ethanol, compatible. It's just it, they've just listed words. None of this stuff works. It's a cardboard box with some wires coming out of it. That's what's in that car at the moment. It's like that Land Rover concept that was at Geneva last year, which genuinely was just some perspex boxes with flashing lights inside. And they said this is going to be our new hybrid system. And the crucial thing is going to be in a few years' time. As it stood, they just drawn some things on the back of an envelope and then made the, got someone in a CDT class to make them up. It's true. The statement that they've made says that, well, we haven't got most of the technologies yet that we'll have in this car, but we're racing to develop them before they're in the shops, as it were. OK, yes. so we're going to do the beta testing for them, are we? We're going to work out those prototypes. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I mean they haven't got this. They haven't got the batteries uh, sufficiently well sorted. They're not quite sure what kind of batteries they would use, and uh, storing enough energy efficiently without having batteries that you know catch fire, explode is not a, not a trivial thing. Isn't it curious, guys, how the cars at the Detroit show, the one which we're, we're most interested in, is a, an electric car? You know, even though this is Gareth Jones on speed and we like petrol, we like going quick. We are genuinely excited about the idea of new technology now. Aren't we? Uh, well, I'm sorry, yeah, I am very excited about the idea of new technology, but. That wasn't new technology. That was just getting a 10-year-old to make up some stuff. They might as well say it could fly. I was actually more interested in the Ford Interceptor, which I thought was American car makers doing what they do best, which is essentially a massive V8 car that looks like gangsters would drive it. And uh, granted, that's the past rather than the future, but it just shows they can't really let go of the old ways. And did you see Ford's sort of token eco effort called the uh, Streamliner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked like you wouldn't drive around in that. 1974. Really had... Did you see it? It, it really was... looks... It's supposed to look like the... the, the was it the Aeroliner Caravans? What are they yeah, called? Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the Streamliner Caravans. Streamliner Caravans. Yeah. But it actually looks more like a 1972 Ford wagon. No, it just looked Ford... like something that a bunch of wacky kids would go around solving mysteries in. It was awful. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't help thinking that some, in some way it's deliberately awful. They're saying to us, OK, you want us to be environmental, but you're going to have to look like a loser driving it. Or you could have this Interceptor here, which is the coolest car ever. That's what they're saying, really. They're, they're pretending to be environmentally aware, but they just want to give us big old V8s as usual. And, you know, they're very good at that. Well, it may be true that the Volt is more of a declaration of an intent than, than a real product. It sort of shows where they're intending to go. Uh, it, it is interesting, though, that the Toyota... FTHS was, which was also, you know, a very, you know, this is the big V10 supercar. The the uh... this is sort of the, the spiritual sort of successor to the Supra, if you yeah. like, um, but based on a hybrid platform, uh, as is uh, essentially derived from the Prius. Well, hey, we love the Prius, or the Prius, so you know, I don't know about, don't know about <laughs> love it. I, go that far. I think it's got quite a clever interior. I tell you what, though. Um, what I reckon is happening here is um, this is Bush fighting the terrorists with technology, right? Because he, he, can't, he can't beat them in the Middle East, right? He can't beat those nice people that live in the Middle East who are trying to have a perfectly ordinary life of their own, right? He's, no way he's going to... So he, he's, he's, he's trying to um, limit America's dependency on the oil. 
right? So he's going to win the war with new technology. Now, the last time a president said anything like that, I'm not pro-Bush, by the way, I'll be very clear about that. The last time a president said that, it was Kennedy who said, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they're easy, but because they're hard. All that speech he made, right? He said, we will build a giant rocket ship over 300 feet tall, built of technologies, some of which have not yet been invented. So I think Bush has got an old script to live up to. Good luck, mate. Sniff petrol. Gareth Jones on speed. In America... Sniff Petrol was granted exclusive access to a top-level White House meeting that was on a top floor and everything between a senator who advises George Bush on energy policy and a representative from the car industry. Sir, Senator William Rieselberger, I'm delighted that a representative of the auto industry could join us here today to outline their ideas for fulfilling the President's new plans for fuel-efficient automobiles. Uh, happy to be here, sir. Uh, Jim Tungsten, Senior Vice Junior President of Vehicle Systems, General Motors, uh, Mr. Uh, Senator, sir. Uh, we have identified a major fuel-saving initiative. Uh, what we need to do is to spread fuel more thinly. Imagine, sir, that you have some peanut butter. If you had four slices of bread, you could have a lot of peanut butter on each slice. But... If you had eight pieces of bread, you'd have to use less peanut butter on each slice, right? So we've made an engine called a V8. A V8. That sounds kind of familiar. Uh, 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 no, see, see, with, with eight cylinders, instead of the four that you might get in your imported automobile, you spread the fuel more thinly, and that makes it more uh, e- efficient. Right. Well, I can't see a problem with that. Here, have $60 million. <laughs> While I'm here, you guys want to buy some snake oil? Do you know what I think the star of the Detroit Motor Show was this Go. year? The Chang Feng Rhombus. Right, this is that this was just uh, insane. Uh, crazy car with one front wheel, two normal wheels across an axle in the middle, and then one back wheel in the middle, like sort of two old Reliance joined together. I was back trying to, to back. I was trying to work out exactly which Reliance back to back this car actually looked like. I thought it was a Reliant Robin. You know, most people say the Robin when they mean the Regal. But the later model, the Robin, it really looks like that. But thinking well, again... I was going to say Rialto, in fact. The oh, the very last one. version, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was actually perhaps even the Bond bug, which was a reliance, of course. Two Bond bugs, one reversed into the other, glued together. If you haven't seen this car, go to our website where you can see this car. It is the most insane vehicle I've ever seen. So yeah, the thing about this is, just, I mean... I, I, I can only go for a car like that if it actually is a submarine. Otherwise, it, it's just, it's, no, no way. You reckon it's familiar, though, Richard, don't you? Yeah. Uh, keen students of Italian design might remember something called the Pininfarina X from 1960, which, again, same idea, single wheel at the front, two wheels on an axle in the middle, single wheel at the back. The crucial difference being, although essentially it was a stupid idea, at least uh, the Italians did it with some kind of style, and it's quite groovy, and considering it was done like 47 years ago, it looks uh, quite futuristic even today. Whereas uh, this Chinese car just looks like 
a good reason not to smoke crack. <laughs> it looks like a Blue Peter concept car. <laughs> and here's one I made earlier. Yeah. Well, that's all, kids. Hang on, I'm, I've, I've given that up. I don't do that anymore. I'm sorry, <laughs> Listen, you've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. I was Gareth Jones. I've been Zog. And you were drinking... No, I was drinking a beer, wasn't he? <laughs> I didn't expect him to come to me so quickly. I've been Richard Porter. It's only a short Gareth Jones on Speed uh, this time round. That's because there's going to be a new edition in less than two weeks, maybe even one week if you're lucky. Welcome to the new series of Gareth Jones on Speed where we pop out a little one every now and again. Say bye, folks. Bye. Gareth Jones on Speed was a Whizbang TV production. <laughs>